Welcome to another episode of The House Files, our podcast about building a triplex in Portland, Oregon, which primarily exists to talk you out of doing such a thing. Uh, but this week wasn't that dramatic, actually. No, this was an interesting week. A little bit changed on the house, but there was a lot of just discussions about the next steps, too. So, yeah, let's recap what uh, what happened. So the framing has been done. Uh, there was a couple of last-minute details that the framing crew did on the house, but then the big change is the roof is now installed. We had to pick the roof color last week. Yeah, we picked the roof color last week. Well, you picked it. I'm happy with it. It, w- it happened very fast. They came with all the shingles. The roof crew did the roofing thing. And it looks so much more like a house now. Yeah, it really does. It doesn't look like a pile of wood, a very expensive pile of wood. Yeah. Um, it still doesn't look habitable, just to be clear. <laughs> the inside of it is getting progressively more disgusting every time you go in there. Because yeah. it for so long, there wasn't a roof on it. And it was like so much weather built up and then like just like piles of wood combined with like mud and melted snow Mm -hmm. and i just keep looking at it going how is this gonna turn into a livable house yeah well fun funny thing is that now that the roof is on there are now patches inside that are mostly dry dry but not clean not clean uh but there are also some spots that are not dry because for example all the oh my god the cat the cat is eating my foot. This is extremely unpleasant. Dora. 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 No, Dora. you can be on the podcast. If you can be on the podcast, you have to come up here. There we go. Okay. 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 Oh, oh no. Oh, oh. Dora. 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 So there are now patches inside that are starting to look dry. Yeah, but not clean. Not clean. The deck is obviously not decked yet, so it's still mostly exposed to the rain. So our yeah. kitchen is also still a giant wet pile. So we're getting there, making progress, though. It is much more pleasant to walk around inside now, now that you can walk around without getting actively rained on. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing that I did this week was uh, walk through the entire house with the contractor. And this was the chance to point out all the the things that need to get fixed for whatever reason. So the minor mistakes inside where some walls are not in the right spot or maybe we, now that it's there, want to change them. Uh, there were a couple of places where I was like, that door is going to be too claustrophobic, opening into a hallway. Let's just not have a door for the laundry room, laundry machine, not laundry room, things like that. Uh, there's the downstairs closet in the bedroom. It's a little bit weird so we're going to try to reconfigure it. He had a plan. I was like, I don't know what I want, but this just doesn't quite feel right. Uh, so he's thinking about that. But one of the things that came up during that walkthrough was he was like, I'm going to I'm going to tell you this and I can't believe you haven't mentioned it yet, but uh, I'm going to tell you this and I hope you don't get mad. There's two extra stairs in the living room. And the reason is because the foundation plan was just drawn wrong. Oh. So that foundation for that floor is was drawn too low. And they, it should have been built two steps higher. So that's the engineers, right? No, it was the architect. Uh, he did okay. the, we didn't have the foundation plan drawn up right on the first version of the plans, apparently. So he had to draw it later. Oh, so it's... So yeah. something happened in that. And whatever, it happens. Mistakes happen. Yep. Um. 
So the living room is too low. Also, our entryway is two steps too low. Right, which we knew that because we knew that that was happening, but you just didn't mention it. I just didn't mention it because it seemed like there was no way to undo it at that point. (laughs) And I was basically waiting for this opportunity to talk to him about it because there's no point in talking about it earlier. Uh, So the... Our entryway is fine. Like, I don't think we need to do anything to fix it because it just means No, we've that- already, we've actually already planned around the extra steps because True. we re, we didn't actually have a plan for our, our closets and our cabinets in yeah. the entryway until it was already done. Yeah. Like, it was like, we knew that we had to do it, but we walked around with your mom, who is our, our designer for closet, bathroom, kitchen stuff. And um, she actually adapted it adapted what we were originally thinking uh, kind of based on that. So, Yeah, and it worked out to our advantage because it basically means that we end up with more space under the stairs because the stairs are raised. Yeah, up. I mean, it does kind of screw with my brilliant tile mosaic that I was going to install. Yeah, yeah. But in the living room of the other unit, it's not, it doesn't work. So the problem is that when you come down the stairs, you now land too close to the wall and we wanted to put a closet there we kind of have to put a closet there because it's like where you're going to put coats and yep. stuff. And there isn't a better spot for the closet. And once the closet gets built there, it's going to be way too close to the closet. So his plan to fix it was basically to build that one step, but build it as a landing in the corner. So the entire corner of that room is up, is up one step. And that gives you just an extra bit of depth for the closet and it's not even going to feel weird. I've seen those big landings and they usually make plenty of sense. Like, yeah, like, it's not like it's I anything... have occasionally seen them where you're like, what was going on here? Yeah. Um, which is maybe what this one will end up looking like maybe. since it was is essentially being done. It's to... unplanned. Uh, but it isn't, there's nothing else you can do in that corner anyway. So it's not like yeah. it's taking away floor space from something else. Yeah. So I'm okay. Totally okay with that. I think it's going to be a fine. It's going to turn out fine. Um, and this is uh, the best, easiest way to, cheapest way to resolve it. So that's fine. So those are kind of all the framing related, fr- framing and roof related exterior things, aka to me, the mostly boring things yeah. that happened. But one of the exciting interior things is that we had a call with a sales rep, designer. I think designer is actual title. Um, at the fancy quartz place where I want to get the quartz for our kitchen. Um, and nobody has yet said I'm not allowed to get it. So No, I think it's happening. Uh, great. Yeah. I don't know where the money's coming from in the budget, but um, the, so really very, got very into this particular pattern of quartz from Cambria, which is a U.S. Um, mined and designed quartz company. Therefore, not the cheapest, but the plus side has been far less affected by supply chain situations than um, a lot of the other courts, which is primarily mined abroad. Uh, Cambria is on the higher end of the um, courts, and they have a lot more like kind of design forward courts patterns. And it was a pretty cool like virtual meeting. So Mm -hmm. the designer was actually up in Seattle, but was in the showroom and was able to just like take us around on an iPad to look at full slabs because there aren't, there isn't anyone here 
There's no showroom here in Portland that has the full slabs. There may be fabricators that happen to have slabs like in, because there are fabricators that work with the Cambria courts here. Um, So the designer said that she could check with like Mm -hmm. some of the local fabricators to see if maybe we could see some of them. But the one that I like, Portrush, uh, which has like blue veining, uh, seemed really good. And then they also, a thing, because we, the the reason that we did this is mainly because we need to get samples stat for this because we have to pick cabinet colors. Um, yeah. And the thing that we learned on that call was that the designer, they, they, they actually partner with Benjamin Moore. And so there's suggested colors to use for cabinetry and other accents from each of their lines with each of the different quartzes. They had a really nice website that laid it all out. So you yeah. go find the pattern of the countertop and it, you would click on a link to go visit the suggested color palettes to go with it. And the the one main suggested color that goes with the port rush was a little bit too blue gray, more, more gray than we wanted. We want a little bit yeah. more rich color, but they also have um, related colors yep. to that. And it was really cool to see that that palette. So we clicked through and then there's related colors. And there was one that was like pretty close to what we had in mind. And it was definitely different than the teal we've been picturing. But it does definitely match the countertop better. Mm-hmm. And I plugged that into the 3D model to see because I also have the, the port rush texture on the counters already. Plugged into the 3D model to see what it looks like. And it does look really good. I, I like it a lot. Yep. Um, also, we were trying to figure out if we could get the quartz like double-sided honed so that we could use it where our counters jut up. So we have a peninsula in the island. And in the design, it was up like taller. But like a raised raised bit of the counter for bar seating. Yeah, like a little bar hang off. Yeah. However, after talking with... Um, uh, talking about like if we could do that, which you can apparently get it double polished in case anybody is desperate to know that. Um, it depends on the fabricator really um, what they can do, but you can request it that way. However, we think we might not raise that lip there. We might actually just make it a regular overhang, which is actually pretty similar to the counter that we eat at right now. Um, and we realized like counter height is still Way taller than table height. Yeah, way taller than table height. So, um, and as long as we have adjustable stools, it means that Mm -hmm. even tall people will be able to sit at it. And so I don't actually think we need it taller. Yeah, we may not need it taller. I think the only reason to do it would be for looks. Right, but honestly, I think this might look cleaner. I think it's going to be a cleaner, it's going to be a cleaner view into the kitchen and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And going to take less quartz. (laughs) Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think actually that is a um I think it's a thing that's going to save us money and might end up looking better. Um which is a good combo. That's really what I want for everything. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's the quartz update. We also got a giant box full of tiles. I ordered a ton of tile samples um which is mainly tiles for either backsplashes in the kitchen that I was kind of looking at if we can't afford to do the Cambria like backsplash, which is still possibly not going to be able to happen. Uh, And 
some entryway possible tiles and some bathroom floor tiles. So just kind of wanted to get a view on that. Oh, and oh, then the, some back the wet bar, the wet bar yeah. background because we're going to do like a black marble with brass in it is kind of what we've decided, but there's a bunch of different ones. And, um, you know, I even put one and kind of used it as a trivet, even though it's made of marble and that's a terrible trivet. But um, yeah, there were a couple of really cool ones. There was the one that, that was the little triangles with the kind of sprinkles in it. Yeah. I like to call it brass sprinkles. Brass sprinkles. And there was the, the, the very large square and they're all, they're all good. They're just, I don't know. I'm not like totally sold on any one in particular yet. Yeah, I think it is kind of hard with the you have you've got to really work with imagination with these. I don't I don't have a particularly strong visual imagination is what I'm really learning from this process. Um, I really heavily rely on reference pictures. I don't know how people can be like, I see a tiny sample and then I know it'll look good together. (laughs) So we we looked at that and um, I like them. Then we saw uh, a video that got us pretty excited about a different floor tile. <laughs> but then we looked up the price of it. It's Ann Sachs floor tile who does lots oh, yeah. of textural tiles. Loved this floor tile. Saw it in Molly Burke's um, uh, condo tour of her like blind accessible condo. So she had a lot of textural tiles. But man, love this floor tile. It is $83 a square foot, starting at $83 a square foot. I don't feel like that's realistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably probably can't do that. Uh, it was pretty though. That was That's what's been so nice about the backsplash on the wet bar is it's such a small amount of real estate mm-hmm. that I feel like we can really splurge with the tile, which is why we're probably doing marble. Also, it's it's like a tiny backsplash where there isn't going to be like a ton of traffic. So it's just like we can we yeah. can have a slightly impractical, slightly expensive thing in the background mm-hmm. there. So I don't know. I really want the Ann Sachs tile, but I can't think of anywhere where we could put it that would just be like a small amount of square mm-hmm. footage and make it work. I did discover one other thing that I am trying to figure out if I should scrap our whole plans for our bathroom, probably to the chagrin of our contractor, but I don't think our contractors ordered any of the tile that we um, looked at. I found out, you know how I really wanted like a, a marble wall and we were like, oh, we'll do this large format tile. The thing that kept stressing me out and I went and looked at some like pictures of how bad they are how bad this can go, the really stressful ones. I found out that there's actually shower surrounds where the shower surround is pre-built but has no grout lines that is porcelain slab look that's meant to look like marble slabs, but it's all one piece. Um, And it's got a composite, so it's like super easy to clean. Um, I have not, I found a couple of the brands that make them and it seems like a lot of people really like them. It's been unclear to me how much they are. They definitely are cheaper than marble. Um, it appears that they might be similarly priced to a lot of the large format tile once you consider the installation costs. Okay. So, but 
Nobody will tell you the price of yeah. anything. It's so frustrating yeah. because since, like like we discussed, anything can cost $20,000. It's very upsetting. Um, but I found some of those surrounds like at Home Depot for $800 hmm. that make it look like you have a marble shower. I think they're really similar to like our cheap apartment shower that we have here, the like plastic one, which by the way, maintenance wise, I hate the floor, but- don't mind the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um, very easy like to clean the walls and everything. But it's ugly. It's mm-hmm. ugly as sin. And the door is terrible. I found some that look like high-end marble, but are like prefab, like our shower is. So, but I am also like, does it look that way in a picture? Yeah, yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to dig in and report back on that. because um, Yeah, so if you have any experience with the um, slab thin porcelain things um let me know another thing that i've been working on this week in totally unrelated news and don't have any concrete things concrete decisions made yet solar and low voltage electric those have been the things i've been focusing on this week so solar i ended up getting uh in touch with email three companies had actual meetings with two one was like, we we don't do that kind of solar. We do like RVs. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, I was like, I kind of had that impression from their website, but I wanted to email anyway. Uh, but three bids is always a good goal. Yeah. <laughs> so the two, two, I met with two companies. I had a Zoom call with one person. Uh, clearly like sales rep went through a slide deck, that kind of, that kind of thing. Like give me the overview. And then the other company uh, actually met the guy on site and chatted with him. These two companies are at totally different ends of the spectrum in terms of how you work with them. The the one company that I had the Zoom call on, they seem like they are much more take control of the over the entire project, completely hands off from the homeowner, and they are mostly doing installation on existing houses. Mm-hmm. So it's a homeowner calling them up. We want to add solar panels to the roof, and they just do everything. You just tell them, here's the house, here's the money, and then... boom it's done Uh, the other guy seemed a lot more like uh, accustomed to working with new construction much more going back and forth with you on the process like if you want to do some of the work or have your electrician do the conduits that's possible the other company was like no like we just come in and we do everything okay so those are the big differences um was there a significant price difference or is I don't it have too a, early for bids? It's well, I got a I got a bid from the company that's just we come in and do everything. I haven't don't have the bid yet from the other company. Okay. So you have no idea what the comparison no is. No idea yet. Um oh, other thing I learned about this is that we absolutely cannot afford a battery. Yeah. So I mean, we already we talked about this in the fire yeah. risk gas episode that no, yeah. we're not getting a we're house not getting battery. A house battery. Uh, I'm pretty sure our friend that it like deals with house fires as a matter yeah. of insurance would not let us do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, both, both companies had options to be able to do it and uh, it essentially doubles the price of the installation. Okay. So it goes from like 25 to 50,000. Yeah. Ish. I don't remember the exact numbers, but the, um, I think it's negating all of the benefits we get by not having gas from a fire safety perspective. <laughs> somewhat. Yeah. The, also, I don't think we actually get the kind of power outages in this part of the country that the, those batteries are really good for. Famous last words. Yeah. The um, My theory is that, one, we do have ways to survive when the power goes out. We have 
full camping equipment. We mm-hmm. now have a full pantry, which was a thing that happened during COVID. Yeah. Uh, I do not believe that the technology at the price it is currently is going to stay that way very long. I think it's going to get a lot safer and a lot cheaper. And by the time that maybe it makes sense, when the apocalypse has fully come on, maybe we can afford it then. So that is actually something that I've been talking to. I mentioned to both of the companies and uh, the guy who's more, we're going to do it in bits and pieces, was totally willing to work with me on this, which was that I was like, what can we do now to put the wires in the walls so that we can add a battery later Mm. without rewiring? Mm. So we're not going to get a battery now, but I do want to make sure that the wires and the breakers and all that stuff is set up so that if we want to put a battery, it goes here and we don't need to break open everything again. So if in 10 years, battery technology drastically improves and suddenly we get way more efficient and cheaper batteries, we can slap one on the wall and everything's fine. I like that plan. Yeah. So the other contractor I met with was the low voltage guy. This is our our contractor's low voltage guy. Nice guy. I chatted with him over a year ago. September 2021, I had a call with him. That's... Yeah, quite a long time ago. Quite a long time ago. Uh, And that was just a phone call in the middle of COVID. And I was like, hey, we're working on this project. I am eventually going to need to talk to you in more detail, but here's what we're doing. Um, He came out and actually met me there. And we walked through and I showed him what's going on. And uh, I think I may have confused him a little bit about about how much I personally want to do myself of Uh, the projects. Because I think he's very used to working with people who are like, we want this end result, and then he makes it happen. Okay. And that might be like home theater system, speakers yeah. for the ceiling, like yeah, TV on you, the roof. You want to know all the details, but you don't want to do any of the physical work yourself. Well, I don't want to do the actual wiring of the yeah. network jacks. I hate it. It's It's really not fun. But I don't want him to bring in network gear and set up the network. Okay. Right. Like I want to set the network at the house. I want to make the I want speakers you to work set the way up the network at they, the house. And then I want you to explain it to me so that I can fix it when you're out of town and everything breaks. Uh, but he had a couple of really good suggestions of things to put in in a few different places uh, that I hadn't thought of before, which is great. So we're I think we're going to do some of that. Um, he also had a good suggestion for where to put the the hub of all the the gear. I was thinking your office closet, Mm -hmm. but he actually suggested under the staircase. Might not be a bad idea. Which, yeah, it's like there's more room under there to get around so we can put an actual rolling rack in there and fill that with gear and all the wires will just come into that. And then it's just more space to to get around the back of it when we need to undo things. Is there actually going to be room when the bikes are parked in there? No, staircase under the next to your office. Yes. Right, the yeah. second story staircase, yeah. not the first story. Not the the first story. So there's actually quite a lot of room back there, and that's going to be our little phone booth, you know, video call booth. Yeah, yeah. But the back back of that would be okay. this little network rack. So I think we're going to go with that. I'm appreciative of getting the closet back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if there's less stuff taken up by network gear in the closet, that's really great. Yeah, so I'm going to try to make that happen. Um the that's going to be basically be where the main network switch is and the servers the one that's over there making a little screaming noise right now hard drives for the for the tv that kind of stuff 
Um, that thing was having just a dance party the other night when I was trying to go to bed. It was just freaking out. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be nice and tucked away. Uh, one concern, of course, I have is ventilation for it. So oh, yeah. I may have to figure out how we can vent it into the main living space, but that seems probably doable. Oh, I think I also like totally surprised him by talking about how much fiber I want to run because I want to run fiber between your studio mm-hmm. and my yeah. studio. Oh, yeah, yeah. And fiber between the two buildings to feed internet to... Well, currently it's just a giant mud pit, so you can run as much fiber as you want. But yeah. I want to do speakers in the ceiling, like built-in speakers, so that we can just pipe music in places easier and clearer than having our, speakers on the... house is just going to be a luxury hotel. Yeah. He suggested doing a Sonos system, which I've never used before. And uh, I'm... That's what I, they that's what they had in the fancy hotel in Japan. I think that he, had soundscapes in every room. Yeah. I think he talked me into it. Because you can set up you can get the little Sonos amp that goes nearby the speakers and it's not like a totally central system. Yeah. But you can have multiple of them for different zones, but then they can also link up and, and be synchronized if you want. But that's gonna be a kitchen zone, a living room zone, roof. Mm-hmm. At the very least. We need to figure out TVs. Yep. You, I think, have talked me into the Samsung frame. Yeah, I don't know if we have the money for it, but... It's not that expensive. I think it's um, more expensive than just not getting a new TV, um, which is, <laughs> frankly, the, what I'm sorely tempted to do. Yeah. So we don't actually have a television right now. We have several little television-esque devices and then we have a monitor, <laughs> really big, nice monitor. Uh, and that's because Aaron was really opposed to a smart television. Yeah, which it seems like I may just be losing that battle. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you pursued fighting that battle way longer than a lot of people were able to. Yes. Um, this is a commercial display, which is yeah. a the only way to currently get a not smart monitor. And the reason I think this battle has now been lost is because I went to go look up new commercial displays. They are now also smart TVs. Yeah. And there it's it, they have digital signage apps built in and that kind of stuff. These are the things that you would install in airports and you know, commercial spaces where it's not just someone watching Netflix. Yeah. But they're also getting all the smarts now. So I think the era of monitors as TVs is over. Yeah. Oh well. Oh, well. Um so smart TVs, speakers in the in the ceilings, uh lighting was another discussion I had because we have Philips Hue bulbs everywhere in here right now, which I like. And I've actually owned many of these bulbs since 2010. I bought... Pretty long run. Yeah. Some of these are 10 years old. What one did of them, one of them burn out recently? Well, that one by the entryway, it's flickering and I need to take it out. It's finally it's finally dead. Um, but I don't think Hue makes sense for, a new, for new construction because the big problem... The reason that Hue works here is because all of these lamps around the apartment are connected to power cords into a socket that never turns off. Mm. And so that means the automation is always on. So you know we can press the buttons on the wall or on the phone or have the automations turn the lights on or different colors. But once you want to, like it, we don't have manual control over these really, yeah. right? There's no physical switches on them. But 
all the lighting in the new place is going to be all built in with actual physical switches, which is definitely better. But that means we don't get to use. It means when they're possessed in the middle of the night and Aaron is out of town, I'm not sending him really well, angry texts at they, two in the morning because I. They won't get possessed. That's the point. Yeah. Is that like these lights? Sometimes they just turn on randomly because of whatever, mm-hmm. right? But once there's actual switches in the wall, it's that's not going to happen. Um, so, but. When there's a physical switch that controls the power to the light and you turn that on, the light's just going to, it's just on. It doesn't like, you don't get to choose what color it goes. Mm -hmm. So we don't get to do color bulbs in all of the installed lights. That sounds very sad. It does sound very sad. So the solution, the solution is to have two separate systems. One is the lights that are in the ceiling with a physical switch that work exactly like normal lighting, but then can also be automated. Uh, but it's still just on off and then separately all the accent lighting and that's going to be things like edges around the room that are hardwired in so that you can change the colors and do more fun stuff with them but they're not critical and if that whole system goes down you still have regular light switches on the walls to to work as normal all right we've got our segments what we didn't know we needed to know i think that's the floor level situation foundation situation i'm amazed at how there's so many different plans and they all have to work together yeah and if one of them is wrong it breaks all the other ones (laughs) yeah uh what's word of the week oh word of the week um micro inverter so this is part of the solar panel system that i learned There's two totally different ways that the systems work. One is where all the panels feed into a single box. And that box is what converts the solar energy into AC power. And then the other version is where you have microinverters, which are basically tiny boxes on the back of each panel. And each panel does its own conversion and then feeds the AC power down Mm. all uh, separately. So pretty much the same as my eighth grade science project. I had a bunch of tiny inverters and they all electrocuted a Barbie. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly the same. Yep. Um, It seems like the micro inverter seems to be the preferred way to go uh, because it means that each one can optimize itself instead of like one producing less affecting all the others and making them all produce less. They can like each operate more independently. Um. So that's what they were recommending is to 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 get the microinverter systems. So yeah, didn't even know that was like a thing, but it's very cool that people are thinking about making solar panels more efficient. And uh, who's late this week? This is the tiredest cat. She's totally asleep now. The camera is capturing her cuteness. So who's late this week? The doors. We Wait, had, but you already picked the doors. I did pick the doors. <laughs> and then we had to switch to a different door manufacturer that ends up actually being cheaper. So we Didn't we to, know the price when we bought the doors? Did they go up in price? I don't exactly know what happened, but the contractor was like, hey... Can we uh, 
switch? Can you, are you like totally sat on these doors or can we get these doors from the different company? Most of them are the same, but a couple of them are going to be different. And I was like, the only reason I picked these doors in the first place was because you told me which manufacturer we were going with. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, if if we have to do something different because it's cheaper, totally fine. Uh, but we did have to change a couple of the doors. Did, um, I, so one of the commenters said that there are security requirements for doors in Portland. Yes. And we are following those. I, I assume so. Uh, I read through them. There's a, a document that the police department puts out of like minimum requirements for security on doors. And it seems to be a pretty um, low bar. Okay. And one of the things is if any of the door or if is glass or if there's any glass within 40 inches of a door, that glass has to be reinforced. Uh, of a certain okay. type. And I don't know if that's just like a standard thing that windows come in now um, or like when they put glass indoors, it probably just is that type. I haven't, I assume it is. I haven't actually figured that out yet. Okay. Um, but it was that kind of stuff. And um, yeah. I guess that also falls under what we didn't know we needed to know. There we go. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps this week's episode. Uh, all of the technology, a roof, and uh, no more decisions on tiles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully we see more progress again. Um, the windows are supposed to be coming imminently to get installed, which will be very exciting. And we splurged on a couple of the windows, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did um, interior black for yep. the for two or three of the windows, I think, in our unit. Actually, may end up have ended up being all of them. What, really? Yeah. Um, I know that we at least did it in the like main living room yeah. because that's like a big window. And uh, this came from my reading of a book that said windows and doors are the things you splurge on. And then I was like, but what is a nice window? Yeah. I like, isn't it's just class. Um, and then I started looking and I was like, oh, really like the black interior windows. So. All right. Well, uh, that wraps this week's episode then. And uh, we will see you soon, give you more updates. And uh, until then, I guess uh, probably don't try to build a triplex. <laughs> and uh, if you found this video slightly diverting, uh, please remember to subscribe and- uh, Give it a thumbs up. Give it a thumbs up. All right. See Bye. See you next week.